0: Really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelylea.com or at thelovelylea on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Hey
1: guys. Welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host Leah Lovely. And today is our Halloween episode. So get ready. There's some exciting stories that we have from our listeners today. But before we get into those, um, I'm gonna kind of recap some of my spooky stories and just kind of give you guys an inclination of why I find Halloween so entertaining. As a lot of you know already, um, I'm someone who in the past has definitely had some encounters with what we would call the paranormal. And so um, listening to other people's stories is always really validating for me, for someone who's had those experiences in the past. And so, um, why don't we kick it off with my most potent experience? And then maybe I'll intermix some of the stories in with the rest of them. But, um, my most potent paranormal story I have. I was um about ten, nine, or ten years old, and we were living in you know this old house and At night, there were always kind of weird stuff that would happen. Me and my sister would see um you know the doors move and and other weird kind of stuff like that. But this particular night, my mom they used to do like a countdown before we went to bed, and they would go, you know ten, nine, and we'd go screaming running into our room. And I shared a room with two of my sisters. And so, um, you know, by the time that she got to two or you know, something like that, my sister uh was like, I have to go to the bathroom, I have to go to the bathroom. And so she jumps out of the bunk bed and uh leaves the room to exit the door to go to the bathroom. And so um the door, the room is pitch black. And if you were to imagine a rectangle, I'm on the back right side of the room. Um, diagonal from the door. And this is important. (laughs) And then my sister's bunk bed was on the left side, back side of the room. So our beds were across from each other. So my sister jumping out of her bunk bed, walking to the door, opening the door. So um, as I watched her walk outside of the door, I see what I think is my mom peer her head in. And it's just her head, like she's watching us. And we're like, you know, at least I'm like, you know, she's trying to scare us. Um, She's trying to be funny because my parents were kind of pranksters anyway. So that was expected behavior. And so she pushes the door fully open and then she enters in, like you can see in her silhouette, the body enter into the light. And the way she started walking towards my bed was very much like that of a marionette. Like I remember thinking, I can't hear her feet what the hell is that? So she's walking in tiptoe, tiptoe with her arms kind of moving. She looks like this crab kind of moving. Um, you know, nobody walks with their left and right hand moving in the same uh pattern if you will. And so it looked very puppet like. And she gets to my bed and she just stands over it for what seems like the longest time. And I start getting scared and I'm like, why is she doing this? But I don't find myself wanting to say anything or scream or cry because I don't want to give my parents the satisfaction (laughs) of scaring me (laughs) out of a prideful kid. So I just, um, at some point threw the covers over my head. And at that point she then lowered her face to my face and I could hear her breathing. And the breathing was like, (sighs) (sighs) it was so aggressive. And I was like, this is like getting hot under here. I don't know why she's doing this. And I don't know how long, you know, I was underneath the covers, but it was just like, it, it seemed to go on forever. And as soon as I could feel the relief of that hot air off of my face, I pulled my covers down and I could see her, you know, walking away in that same kind of marionette kind of way, um, away from the door. So I sat up and then when she saw me sat up, she turned over her shoulder or heard me sat up. She turned over her shoulder and then slammed the door it was super loud. So at that point, um, my sister was already back in her bed and my other sister was initially in her bed. And I was like, um, they were like, what was that? And I was like, you saw mom, like when you walked back in here from the bathroom, didn't you? And she was like, no, I was like, mom was standing over my bed. You didn't see her. And she was like, no. And I'm like, I can't be imagining this. And I look at our clock and our clock has gone by like a few hours. And I'm like, no way she was in here for, for a few hours. So the next morning I go to my dad and I'm like, dad, mom's in our room last night. She was trying to mess with me. She's trying to scare me. And um, he's like, no, we heard you guys playing with that door last night after you were supposed to be going to bed. And I was like, no, I swear, like she came in there and she was doing this. And he, she's like, no, I was not in your room. So they started to get scared and they looked at the security cameras because they were afraid somebody might've been in the house. And so at which point then my dad uh, pulls me aside and he goes, oh, okay, I know what's happening here. You can see them too, and I was like, "See who too <laughs> and my dad was revealed to me at that point that he's also able to see ghosts and things other things and he then proceeded to tell me some stories about when he was younger, what he would see, how he would see it, and that quite frankly freaked me out because we were like at the time like super um religious, and there was a lot of talk around anything that was paranormal was demonic, which you know for a ten year old would scare the shit out of you so <sighs> That's my most potent story. I'll uh, try to mix some of my other ones in with the rest, but until then, listen to our listener stories and put on some spooky music.
2: So, in middle school, I woke up in the middle of the night because even though it was the middle of the night, it seemed like someone had turned the lights on and it woke me up. I opened my eyes and saw a tall, dark figure standing at the foot of my bed, had a really uneasy, unsettled feeling. I closed my eyes and they were still there, opened my eyes and they were gone. And then it it felt like the figure had moved to a different area of the room. One of my plants kind of rustled. And then I felt this physical heaviness. It felt like someone was just laying On top of me. Uh, I felt completely frozen. And then after, I guess, a couple minutes, it was just gone. Like someone had turned a switch and that was gone, but there was this lingering, uneasy presence. And that honestly has kind of stuck with me at times, even well into my, my early to mid twenties. Crazy experience.
3: Hello, my name is Flossie May, and I'm originally from Britain, and I'm here to share you my story. I was 10 years old, attended my best friend's um, sleepover. There was about 9, 10 of us attending, and she had recently moved into this Victorian house. So bear in mind, there was quite a lot of us. We were then placed in the living room with our individual sleeper mags. Now, this is at the time when mobile phones were a thing, like the Nokia, you know, the brick phones. Unfortunately, I was one of those that wasn't allowed a mobile phone. Anyway, so I was admiring this fireplace that was in front of me, a traditional fireplace. All of a sudden, my hearing, my eyesight and my energy has just been drawn into this one spot. Then lo and behold, these piercing eyes and this grin is just staring right at me. It happened so quickly, but in slow motion. Still today, I don't know who it was or what it was, but it certainly got, got my attention. And I had no control over myself, and I've not encountered it since, Um, but whenever I tell this story, I get goosebumps. Okay, so here's my story quite briefly. I was sleeping at my
0: mother's farm. It's in a small little town out in Missouri, and I uh, was on the verge of falling asleep, and all of a sudden, I felt this kind of sucking Intense energy vortex kind of swim over me. I thought almost that I was in a nightmare or a lucid dream of sorts. And um, this presence was over me, and something inside me said, Go away, Tom, go away, Thompson, is what I said. And he disappeared. Next morning, I told my father in law or my stepfather, moreover, about it. And I said, Weirdest thing, I had this dream. The spirit came over me. I, I called him Thompson. And he stopped dead in his tracks, looked at me and said, Thompson, how did you know that name? Wallace Thompson's family used to live here for over 100 years. Okay, that's crazy.
4: So for the past five or six years, um, on and off, I've had um, an entity or an energy visit me while I'm sleeping. It usually looks like a silhouette figure, all black um and most of the time it feels like a masculine energy and it doesn't really stand too close to me. It doesn't try to communicate with me. Um and the energy feels neutral, it doesn't feel threatening at all. Um the only time that I remember feeling a feminine energy or entity um it or she was standing right by my bed next to my ear and she called my name and I answered audibly in my sleep. And um, then I woke up because it dawned on me that I live alone and that I was home alone at that particular time.
5: All right. So this story uh, dates from, I want to say, 15 years already, which is nuts. But um, I was with my boyfriend at the time. And um, we were coming back from the movie theater. And um, at that point, I was still living at my parents' house. And so uh, the shortcut to get from the cinema, the theater, to my parents' house uh, was through a ravine. So mind you, this is like, I think it's a summer night, if I'm not mistaken. It's pretty dark out, so it must be uh, 11 o'clock, so it must be after the 9 p.m. showing. And we're walking up this ravine, and um, they had... Um, all these houses that were built in the woods and um, the backyard gave onto this patch of sand. Um, And so we were walking up hand in hand and then I compelled to look uh, towards one of the houses. I don't know why. So like I was saying, I'm compelled to look to my right and then um, into this backyard and all I see uh, is this little girl standing with her back to us, facing her house, the back of her house. But mind you, this is 11 PM at night. And this little girl, she must've been between five and seven is just like standing there, just <laughs> talking about it and getting goosebumps. She's just standing there in the dark at night in her backyard, staring at the house, not even like looking up, just like looking straight at the house. And I mean, like she was in a timeout, but this is eleven PM at night. Um yeah, it was just still fifteen years later still gives me still gives me goosebumps. It's crazy.
6: Hey, um so my story isn't super spooky. I think it's more lighthearted and spiritual. So when I was about ten years old I had a friend sleep over at my house and in the middle of the night I woke up to her having a full on conversation, except it was one sided. Like, she would say something, wait for an answer, and then talk again. And so I asked her who she was talking to, and she said, word for word, the guy that's standing in front of us. And I told her that there was no one in the room, and I was already super creeped out at this point, because it was so late, and, like, no man was in my house. But she was totally convinced that there was a man in the room talking to her. So I asked her to go to sleep, since it was so late, and that we would talk about it the next morning. So when morning came, I asked her again who she was talking to the night before. And she said there was a nice man that came over to where we were and started talking to her. I told her there are no men living in this house. And she points to a photo that she saw on the wall. And she says, that's him. That's who I was talking to. And it turns out it was my great grandpa who had died years ago, who I also think is my mom's spirit guide and or guardian angel because months later she miraculously survived um unscathed in a really bad car accident and then he had visited her in her dream saying it wasn't her time to go yet and there's also been like other instances where his spirit was still in our house or like around our family so i feel like he he's just like protecting us but i don't know why he would show up and talk to my friend but anyway that's my story Hope you liked it.
1: All right, me again. So when I was about 22, I was living um, in this house by myself, and one of my girlfriends had come over, and we're just kind of hanging out or whatever. We're going to go to bed, and so um, in the middle of the night, at some point, I was, um, you know, struggling to sleep because I felt like I kept hearing people walking around in my room, and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" So. When I turned over, now, mind you, like, you know, people have sleep paralysis. This is a very real thing. But in the moment I had turned over and I saw these two, what's what from what I can see, aliens standing over my bed. And I started to freak out, but I couldn't move. Now, when people have sleep paralysis, they normally open their eyes first and their bodies are already paralyzed. But I was able to turn over first and then I was paralyzed, awake, turned over. <laughs> and so, um, and the, when I saw them, my whole body froze up, wasn't able to move. And then they were just staring at me and they started to get closer and I was trying so hard to scream, but I couldn't. And then I got to the point where I, I finally was like, you know, like making this noise and, uh, essentially freed my body and jumped out of my bed, which while I was jumping out of the bed, I saw them back up and then disappear. So I turned on the lights and, uh, my friend Laura was like, are you okay? And I was like, I saw, I saw aliens over the bed. You know, it's just like freaked out. And she's like, oh, you probably just had a night terror or a nightmare or something like that. But I then proceeded to do all this research because I was like, no, like, when you have sleep paralysis, you open your eyes, your body can't move already because you're stuck in between the sleep and the waking stage. But I remember waking up first, hearing those footsteps and then turning over and looking at whatever it is I saw and then becoming frozen. And that is very different. So there you go.
7: Hi, Aaliyah. Um, so my name is Jane and this is my story. It's not Necessarily paranormal, but it's about an in-person, broad daylight, sober interaction I had with an extraterrestrial face to face. Basically, I saw them walking by. They were like wearing an all-white outfit, and I immediately was like, "Oh, it's an alien!" And I got really excited. And at the time, I didn't know. I hadn't done the research to know that it's pretty common. To communicate telepathically with aliens. Um, But so I didn't know that like logically, but I automatically just started doing it. Um, So what I had, somehow I just knew that the only way to communicate with it and get its attention was to like uplift my. So I got cut off, I didn't know. So basically, where I ended last time, I. I had to like uplift my vibration to be able to be a match to it, to be able to communicate with it. So I started like just projecting like love, 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 excitement, excitement, like just like super, super hard as much as possible. Somehow knowing intuitively that this was the way to connect with it. Um, And I was like walking behind it, following it, just projecting, projecting, projecting out that love. And it stopped, turned around and faced me. We were a few inches away from each other, like face to face. And I had a very like benevolent, high vibrational energy. And I knew that it didn't matter what I said out loud, but just like for fun, I was like, I like your face. And it was like, thank you. Its skin was like the texture. It's skin was like similar to the texture of a beluga whale. It was like a pale grayish, greenish, bluish color tint. Um, had a very, very benevolent, safe, calm, like good energy. And I felt really, really happy and comfortable with it. And its eyes were like black um, and the inner corners were really deep. sounds scary, but it was not scary. Um And then, yeah, and it said, thank you. And then right after they said, thank you, the entire interaction was like seamlessly cut out of my memory for six months. And I totally forgot. Like, so I went about the day like right after that, having no idea that it like I had no sense of like, oh, I'm forgetting something. Like it was perfectly seamlessly sliced out of my memory for six months. And then I randomly remembered six months later.
8: So I was staying at the Townsend Manor Inn, which is on the east end of Long Island in New York, and it's a very old inn that was built in 1835, um, and it was the off-season. It was winter, it was really cold, and I was with my husband and his parents. We had gotten dinner that night, and then um, later on just went back to the inn late to go to sleep. At 3 a.m., I heard a little girl's voice, and she was like giggling and playing, and it sounded like she was right above us. So I thought it was a bit strange, and then I fell back asleep, I woke up in the morning, we went to get coffee, and then my mother-in-law was like, hey, did you hear anything last night? Like a little girl's voice? And I was like, yes, I did. So then we went to the front desk and we had asked them if anyone else was staying there that night, because it was just strange that a little girl would be playing in the middle of the night. And they said, no, we were the only only people um, at the inn that night, it was just a weird sort of day, because it was the off season, whatever else. So I ended up Googling it and there were multiple accounts of people hearing a little girl's voice um, at that inn and you can still hear it, I guess, to this day if you stay there. So Townsend Matter Inn in Greenport, New York for some uh, creepy ghost vibes. And that's my story.
1: Okay, so my most spooky story that happened this year was that um, sometime around February or March... Um, I was coming home from France and when I got back to the States, there was this virus that was here that caused everything to lock down and we had, we had to start washing our Amazon prime boxes and our grocery bags and there was no toilet paper or sanitizer anywhere to be found. And we weren't allowed to hug anyone. That by far was my most spooky story. <laughs> oh man, it's been a rough year. I'm sorry. I'm being a nerd. Let's go to the next story.
9: Hey, Leah, this is Sarah and I'm here to share my most paranormal story. Um, so this one may be a little bit different than your other guests, but I had a very paranormal, experience. Um, I've actually seen my angel. Um, So I was about eight or nine years old when this happened. And uh, I'm a little bit like you. I had a more formal religious upbringing, um, raised as Catholic. And um, I remember this so clearly. I was with my parents. We were praying. Um, I'd been kind of bullied in Sunday school that I had not formally accepted Jesus Christ into my heart. And they were picking on me. you know, that my salvation was in question and I was really upset about it and I just sat down with my parents and we began to pray. And anyways, um, yeah, so we were praying and their eyes were closed, mine were open, and I just remember seeing emerge out of the hallway this woman Um, and I, I can still see her clear as day right today. Um, and I'm almost 30, um, blonde, tall, no wings or anything like that, but just so angelic, long blonde hair. Um, she had a sword and she just, she just looked at me and I just knew that that was my angel. And, um, I just kind of had this inner knowing, um, that her name was, was Catherine. So... Ever since then, I've known her as Angel Catherine, and and I actually still talk to her um, today as well. Um, I have a whole other story on (laughs) how I uh, have pieced together who she is and was, um, which is so much longer. But anyways, that's my paranormal experience. Thanks.
10: So I lived in New York City in the early 90s. I moved into this building that had actually been burned It was in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, and that area at the time was notoriously uh, overrun with um, heroin sales and use. And um, anyway, I moved into this building. I moved to the back of the fourth floor, and it was kind of a raw building under construction. And I would wake up at like 3 or 4 in the morning all the time with the face of this girl, this young girl, and she had like vomit on her face. And she just looked she just had these really scared eyes and her face would just come into my brain, just come into my consciousness. Like she was like, she was staring at me and I just had this overwhelming, it wasn't scary, but I had this overwhelming feeling of like sadness for her. And what I found out later is that a young girl previously, like a few years earlier had overdosed in that space So actually, somebody told me about that when I told them about the dream. And so I did this ritual for her where I just tried to comfort her and tell her to move on. You know, she's not in the building anymore and she doesn't have to worry. And, you know, I just lit a candle for her and tried to I just had this overwhelming feeling like I needed to comfort this person. And eventually um, she stopped showing up there. So I don't know. I'm hoping that maybe I helped her move on okay so I lived in a in a hundred year old cabin in Alaska for several summers when I used to work up there um, and this cabin was by a river pretty much in the middle of nowhere north of Denali National Park and apparently what I'd found out is that it used to be the kitchen for all the miners that would were mining that area at, at the turn of the century and so there was always these uh, bones that would, kind of get heaved up from the earth all around the cabin. And I'm assuming they were carcasses from the the food that they were making for the miners back in the day, like in the early, early 1900s. So anyway, it always had like a pretty decent vibe, but there was one morning when I woke up and I was just kind of like in half sleep, half awake state. And I opened my eyes and I was looking at two, I was looking at a, at a double barrel shotgun that was being pointed right at my face. So this gun was pointed right at my face. I was still just kind of out of it, just waking up in that kind of semi-conscious state. And I looked at this man that was behind this gun and he was from a different time completely. He had like this long mustache and all these like very dusty old-fashioned clothes, weird old boots, like absolutely not from this era. And he was looking at me super menacingly Like he literally wanted to shoot me and I screamed, like just let out a a totally startled, terrified scream. And then he just pixelated and disappeared. It was so crazy.
1: Hey, guys. So I just think that's incredibly fun just to hear other people's stories and what they've experienced. Um, As you guys know, who listen to the podcast pretty often. Um, I have a lot of encounters with my grandparents and them coming to visit me as well as my grandmother who makes the lights flash all the time. And I guess that doesn't feel like a ghost story per se because, you know, she's family and so I don't consider her like a ghost. Um, But I do have a lot of what I would say magical experiences that kind of happen here and there that do feel a little bit um, what I would say out there for, for day to day. But like Halloween is a fun time to be able to entertain some of these things. And I think for those of you who have experienced something that you cannot explain, it's a perfect time to get really curious about what it is that you've seen and not just write it off because, you know, it doesn't make sense or it isn't quote unquote logical. Um, This is I hope that you guys have an amazing Halloween, despite there not being many parties or haunted houses or trick or treating that can be done. Um, But maybe make it something special for you to connect with your spiritual side. And I saw someone say that they were going to play with a full moon and make intentions on Halloween and try to contact their ancestors. And I think that no matter what you decide to do, as long as you have a good time with it and you're safe, I hope you have an enjoyable, enjoyable holiday. As always, thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next one.